0: the stars at night are big and bright (laughs) deep Deep in in the heart heart of hockey
1: hi i'm carolyn i'm Marin. and this is deep in the heart of hockey a podcast about the dallas stars fancy stats and general shenanigans it is april 8th and this is our 70th podcast it is our 70th podcast it's not nearly is- as fun as last podcast. We are not day drinking. Well, I'm. I've got a beer, but I'm not like day drinking. I'm not day drinking. I'm uh, not at all. I have to like, finish I'm cleaning little- my house under after this. A little bored with myself already. <laughs> this is, I will say, probably the stinkiest podcast I've ever done. Like I went for a run earlier, and I was like, you know what? I could. I, I was like, I explained that. Like, <laughs> what does that even mean. Uh, I went for a run, and I was like, "Well, I should shower before I do my podcast because then I'll be clean." And then I was like, "Well, I have to clean the bathroom," and I'm like, "I don't want to shower before I clean the bathroom." Listen, there is not a single person that can smell you, so I think you're probably (laughs) fine. Just like imagine it, I smell like sweat and cleaning products because I was. I just want to imagine that. (laughs) 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 Can you just stop? (laughs) Okay. Oh, hockey, so we can get past both. Okay, so I, what we we knew going into last podcast, basically, that the Stars were going to be out of the playoffs. So we spent all of last podcast breaking down why the Stars aren't in the playoffs. It didn't so, happen mathematically, though,
0: right?
1: I no, mean, it like, hadn't happened mathematically, but we knew. Okay, that's Oh yeah. Oh no, no no. I'm not saying we didn't know, but I'm saying it wasn't confirmed. Right. So I was thinking for this podcast, I don't want to spend any time breaking down what went wrong for the stars this season. We know no, we did last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much. So much. So what I wanna talk about, and I am pretty confident you'll be on board with this topic if is to kick things off, is can we talk about Jamie Ben the last couple of weeks?
0: We can talk about Jamie Benn.
1: I'm always happy to talk about Jamie Benn.
0: Okay, so I was thinking about this before we even got, before I even called you on Skype, I was thinking about this, and it was one of those things where I was, like, remembering back when we first started doing our podcast, and I used to, like, actually research our topics and our questions and all that kind of stuff, and, like, I would I would do homework before we did our podcast, and now I'm, like, so off the cuff that it doesn't even, like, I it's ridiculous, but um, it was one of those things where I was always really scared to sound stupid on my own hockey podcast, but now I'm, like... I'm okay with sounding stupid on my own hockey podcast, but Jamie Ben is a subject on which I will never sound stupid.
1: <laughs> Here we go. Let's talk about Jamie Ben. So in the last three games, Jamie Ben has recorded two hat tricks and, you know, the stars are done. This today is the last game, last games being played for the se- regular season with those two hat tricks. Jamie Benn has passed Tyler Sagan for the Stars' point lead. Jamie Benn has 79 points on the season, which is not as nice of a number, uh, but is, is quite a lot. Uh, That's t- only six less than what he won the uh, Art Ross with. Yeah, and uh, Tyler Sagan has 78 points on the season. Jamie Ben put up another, had thirty six goals with those two hat tricks. Like, I mean, fucking a thirty six goals, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And with those points, uh, he moves up to twenty second in the NHL scoring race, right with tied with David Pasternak, and right in front of William Carlson, who has gotten so much press this season, who has actually two points less than Jamie Ben.
0: I would just like to And
1: also there are people
0: there are people in this world that want us to trade Jamie Ben and I don't understand them. And to those people I I just want to say you don't actually deserve to be stars fans and I'm gonna need you to turn in your victory green at the door.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think there's a case down the road, like when he's in year. I mean need you to just stop right there. <laughs> Year seven of his eight year contract. Come on. I am gonna break up with you right now <laughs> if you can <could laughs> that
0: sentence.
1: Uh, but yeah. What happened to Skype
0: call? I don't even know. Whoops, there she went.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, but, will yeah. find out exactly how fast I can hang up on you. <laughs> but it's Skype, so probably honestly not that fast. <laughs> I have my finger over the hang up button right now. Mouse uh, on it. All I need to do is click it. Yeah, I just, I just really thought, like, I mean, this is such a, God, such a beautiful fuck you to everybody, right here. In my opinion, I fucking love it. I'm like, oh, Jamie Ben has four hat tricks in his entire career, and two of them are in the last three days.
0: Yeah, uh, three games. The thing that I really like about it is that it shuts up the people who kept talking about how he was obviously playing hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Because you don't score two hat tricks. One of them, like that he overtook Foxa, or I think it was Foxa, right? Or was it Janmark? For being for having like the, the fastest um uh hat trick in stars history.
1: Oh, I don't know if it who that which one of those two he did. Uh, but...
0: I think it was Faxa, Foxa, Foxa? Why am I saying Faxa? Um Just here, the Faxa ma'am. I can fact check myself because I retweeted it. One of the, Bogorat, I think, is the guy that
1: tweeted it out, and I retweeted it earlier today. Yeah, I mean, I just think, so obviously Jamie Ben has a huge contract, right? And that plays a lot into the perception of him as a player, whether or not it's the correct thing to do. And I just, I do think. The
0: hat trick came in in five minutes and 17 seconds. It's a new Dallas Stars record for four, shortest time between the first and third goal and breaks Roddick Fox's mark of 646 that earlier this year. Uh, and at 1357, it also sets the Dallas record for the quickest hat trick from the start of a game.
1: Well, cool. Good job, Jamie Bang. Yeah. Way to be a captain.
0: Thank you for all of those stats. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, so what I was saying is like how he, he has such a big contract. He's $9.5 million for basically the next seven years. Because if I remember correctly, this was the first year it kicked in. Yeah. And so that obviously plays a lot into people's perception of him as a player. And I mean, you and I both know that he got that contract, number one, because he's the captain of the stars and because he also did win the uh, Art Ross the year kind of like almost right before that. And he was one of the guys who was very instrumental in obviously getting the stars back to the playoffs when they did in 1516 and so like his number was always a little bit inflated but like at 7.5 million dollars which yeah two million dollars is a big gap would have been probably correct like for the amount that this guy scores and so there's a little bit of inflation in there and I get it. And you can be mad about it if you want to be mad about it. But I'm choosing to not be mad about it. <laughs> Weird. I didn't see that coming. Um... I mean, I will. I, you know, I'll get mad about
0: an inflated contract alongside anybody. But I, I, I understand the point of Jamie, Jamie Ben's like production not necessarily matching his cap space. But like, he, I'm not mad about a two million dollar gap
1: right there. there's definitely like I don't think people quite understand how much his production is actually worth Like mm-hmm. I think they're thinking like oh well Tyler Sagan makes 5 point something million dollars right now well Tyler Sagan's on a sweet ass bridge deal that was always a really really good deal and he's going to make 9 million dollars next season like when he gets extended yeah. and yep. that's just how much these people are having to get paid right now to beat, I mean, they're top 25 in the entire league in scoring, both of them. Yep. Top 23, technically. Yeah. Like, so I, t- I just, I want to drive home the point that, like, yes, he's slightly overpaid, but he's not overpaid enough to be one of the people handicapping the stars. Like, no. The, the $2 no. million dollar gap you have there is far less impactful than signing Martin Hansel for $4.75 million. Oh,
0: God.
1: Why? Like, so, like, just perspective. Just trying to put in some perspective, because Jamie Benn is very, very good at hockey. And it makes me sad that we're not going to the playoffs, uh, despite his very spectacular efforts this season. Which brings me to our very first reader question. So, C asks, will Jamie Ben ever be happy again?
0: I mean, I don't – I don't think Jamie Ben is unhappy. Yes, I'm sure he'd rather go to the playoffs than not go to the playoffs, but I don't – I, like – I don't think he's – I don't know. I don't – I don't know. I don't really know how to talk about that question. But, like, I think that we will get to the playoffs – as soon as we have a coach that isn't ken hitchcock and not that the blues never went to the playoffs that this is a very different team than the blues are and i think that um he is the wrong coach for this team i don't i don't i don't see how we do better than we did this year with ken hitchcock as a coach
1: I also don't necessarily think that just a new coach will fix things. I do think, I mean, depth scoring is an actual problem.
0: Yes, it is an actual problem, but you're hamstringing the offense the way that you're playing such a defensive heavy game. And like, you are not going to win games on defense alone. Yes, it helps, but that's not the way this team was built. That's not the strength of this team. And like, yeah, they got better in that aspect this year, but at the expense of being able to fucking
1: score goals
0: outside of one fucking line. And breaking that line up and spreading it around the, the roster did not help any.
1: Mm-mm. And I mean, I think I will, I, I've said it, I will say it that you, you can put it on my fucking gravestone. Defense doesn't win games, defense prevents losses. And if you're going into a game trying to prevent a loss, you're probably going to lose. You're not going to win it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Stupid. Exactly. It's stupid. It is absolutely stupid, and it makes me angry.
1: I will say, like the one thing I really hope happens this off season for Jamie Ben, I really want him to propose to his girlfriend. Oh my god, I know. Lock it in, buddy. She is great. She's amazing, and I think that would be like. Probably the best outcome this offseason could have for Jamie Benn. Like, I don't think there's anything better that could happen.
0: Oh, not for Jamie Benn, no.
1: (laughs) So I saw this on Twitter and it was kind of the most lovely thing to, like, see when I was in the middle of cleaning and then I was like, oh, shit, I actually have to put, like, the topics together. And um, it's been great, who is a podcast listener, had tagged us and our podcast in, like, things that they were thankful about this season. And, like, you know, that's, it was kind of, like, a really lovely, happy thread about, like, good and things. And
0: thanks for tagging us, because that was really lovely to wake up to.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. And yeah. so I wanted to take that same concept and ask you, what are you thankful for this season? I know the outcome isn't what we wanted, but what good things are you happy about? Um,
0: I'm really thankful for Tyler Pitlick in general, his whole self. Um... I think that he was a great off-season acquisition. Um, I think that he did exactly the job that we asked him to do. I think that he had a great value for what we he gave us. Um, so I'm really thankful for Taylor Pitlick in general. And that we have him for two more seasons at least. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. That's one thing. I don't know if we're going to do like all of the things, but we'll like, go back and forth until we run out. I don't know how you want
1: to do that. No, but I was just going to do kind of a couple, because we have a lot of questions. Putting hand on Taylor Pitlick right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm thankful for all of the Norris trophy buzz that John Klingberg got this year. I think um, obviously it petered off as, as, as soon as the Stars play really kind of exploded, in I guess I should say imploded. But his contribution to the team, I feel like for the first time in a really, really like since he's basically been in the league, was actually recognized by national media. And absolutely recognized by Stars fans. I mean, there's still a minority who are like he makes too many turnovers, and I'm just like, well, you can go jump in a fucking pit of lava. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, like, for me, it was I think a really like a big. This was John Klingberg's like arrival season, and I am pretty like I'm really really it was cool to see it, you know. And so I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Um and so I think that was probably my biggest thing I was thankful for this season was as usual, John Klingberg. <laughs> as per you. No,
0: I'm also very thankful for that dude. Um he had a good year. He had a good year. And it like to that point, I'm really thankful that he seems to have found a study partner in Ethel And then Lindell was able to kind of bounce back from the less than stellar season of bouncing around defensive pairings that he had last year. I mean, we can all again talk about the albatross that was weighing down our defense if we want to, but we said we would never talk about him on our podcast again. We aren't. So, um, yeah, like I'm just thankful that that Klingberg and, and Lindell like clicked as much as they did this year because I think that's a good pairing going forward.
1: Yeah, and it makes me really excited because it also means that Miro Heiskanen, who we have a question about a bit later, um, when he does make the stars, isn't necessarily going to have to play with John Klingberg. Like, that would mean we could possibly have, like, two really fucking good pairs of offensive defensemen. Because Heiskanen's a lefty, so, like, you'd think maybe they would go together. But it also means that, like, if, if it is ends up being Heiskanen and Klingberg then we'd still have lindell who could play with another really good righty. Right. He and honka did pretty good together in their limited time together. And like so I'm he, it's, it's yeah, I totally agree. It, if we haven't
0: broken honka beyond all recognition and traded him to another team beyond the, at the, by that point.
1: Yeah, well, that might also happen. <laughs> you just uh, never know. You never know. It depends
0: on who our coaches.
1: Yeah. I am going to go ahead and move topic number four up in front of topic number three, because I think it's uh, a little more relevant. So I don't know if you saw, um, because I definitely didn't get online until like 10 o'clock. Because
0: Mary got the the, um, alert about it, I think, and told me yesterday while we
1: were at the party. Uh, so the New York Rangers finally fired Elaine Vigneault, and... Why do you say finally? Because it was a long time coming. I,
0: again, don't really too terribly closely, but I do know that they missed the playoffs this year, but I also don't know if that's like... I know that he has an unhealthy obsession with Tanner Glass.
1: Yeah, well, so Tanner Glass isn't on the team this year, but they found replacements.
0: Found replacement
1: for Tina Glass. Yeah. Nice. Uh, You know, and I mean, so I know this is mostly a Stars podcast, that obviously is a Stars podcast. um, And we don't actually talk about Eastern Conference teams a whole lot. um, But I have a lot of Rangers fans, friends. And I know your friend uh, Monica, right? She's a Rangers fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh
0: And um, she's been ready to see the back of Elaine Vigneault for a while
1: every single one of them and I know has been like that because he has a very similar problem to Ken Hitchcock and that like he refuses to play the young offensively talented players. Oh, in the top six, basically. <laughs> um, or like Tanner Glass will get more ice time than um, oh, what's that kid's name? Pavel Buknevich. I might. I probably butchered that. I'm gonna lie. Not gonna like even front. I probably butchered that. But young Russian kid, a lot of offensive talent, and uh, just basically. And he gave Tanner Glass more (laughs) playing time than that because we all know how terrible Tanner Glass is at the game of hockey. Pretty in the face, not on the ice. He
0: and he has those like, I don't know if they were Vines or if they were just, like, Instagram videos of him, like, parading his child around, like, strapped to his chest. So, like, I'm prepared to say he's probably a good dad too, but, like, not necessarily somebody I want filling out my top six.
1: Well, I mean, he played on the fourth line, but he'd still get more ice time than than Buknovich. And it's like, okay, that's not ideal. And I mean, the Rangers' defense... Which is a coaching thing. I mean, I, I strongly believe that coaches set up the defensive system uh-huh. more so than any sort of talent ever can, um, because defense is a five-man game, not a pairing game. It has, been a Denver, yeah. <laughs> it has been a fucking trash fire. It's a trash fire. It's a trash fire. It's, it's worse than the Stars' defense was last year, pretty much. And, like, that's on him. And... Frankly, they hired Lindy Ruff to be their defensive coach. I mean, we probably could have told them that wasn't going to go well for them. Yeah. But so the reason, the real reason I put this topic in here is that yesterday uh, somebody was asking uh, Mark Stepneski, do you think Vigneault is a likely fit if Ken Hitchcock doesn't come back next year? Oh, Lord. And I just literally like I turned my computer off. I was like, no, like I know this isn't like even a rumor or anything. I like it's, it's not just some some rando dude asking a question, and Carolyn's like, I am not here for this. <laughs> I can't. I cannot. Can you? Like I could feel like I feel like he might be the only person worse than Ken Hitchcock to coach. This I team. just broke out into a sweat just thinking about it. So, like,
0: no, I can't really imagine, except I totally can, because it's the kind of bullshit, dumbass decision that would get made by this organization.
1: Exactly! I was like, holy shit, no! No! I could, like, I could see it. I could see it. We're in the bad place. I could see it just, like, coming to fruition. And I, it's like, oh, I was having such a visualization exercise. I told like, you I wasn't wrong. gonna throw Holly under the bus again this week, but... If you okay. start bringing up the bad place. <laughs> Again, not Holly's fault. It's not Holly's fault that she saw it happening before all of us. She no, didn't make it happen. Her fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's her Okay, so do you want to get mad about something? Because I know you do. Yeah, always. <laughs> That's my secret, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell me how you feel about the Avs making the playoffs. Oh my god! <laughs> Why did you jump straight there? I am been... that team. <laughs> I, I thought it
0: would have been so much. Um. I don't. I don't really want to examine what happened between this year and last year that made them go from bottom of the entire fucking NHL to being in a playoff spot above the above the stars. If you know the answer, do not tell me because I don't give a shit. What what I, what I'm what I'm just gonna say is that is some straight up voodoo bullshit that they probably like. <laughs> Gabriel Landeskog went to a crossroads and made a deal with the demon. So, like next year when he demons all the way down, or, like you know drops all the way down, or like moves back to Sweden, that's why. It's because he made a fucking deal with a crossroads demon. So good luck with that, abs fans.
1: He probably didn't even have to make a deal with the demon. The demon probably just saw his like super pretty face and was just like, oh "Take my what God, you he want." He
0: not have a super pretty face. Shut up. <laughs>
1: He's very attractive. No,
0: he is not! He looks like a bloated
1: cartoon! I don't... I I know that you think this, and I know why you hate him so much, and I mostly hate him this... I, like, okay, I had to explain this concept to my friend, and he kind of got it, but it's mostly a concept that women get more so than anybody else. Like, you get hockey points. Like, if your hockey's good, that, like, moves you up, like, from like, maybe a six to an eight. But then there's face points. And Gabriel Landeskog has many, many face points, and very few hockey points. He doesn't have face points, though. Like, I understand
0: that I don't like him, but I started not liking his face way before I started not liking him. Like, because... I started, I, like, I started watching hockey prior to NUJA's first season. So, like, it was, it it is a different, different, two different things here.
1: So, okay. Which makes you more mad? The Avs making the playoffs or the Ducks making the playoffs?
0: Uh, The Avs making the playoffs because the Ducks have always, they've never, I can't, I don't think they were down towards the bottom of the, conf- of, the of the NHL any time in the, in the last, like, four or five years. So the idea that the Avs that the can have this meteoric rise one season over the next pisses me off more than the Ducks making it in again.
1: Jen, friend of the podcast, asks, who are you cheering for and against in the playoffs? I am <laughs>
0: cheering hardcore against the Avalanche to do fucking anything. I hope they lose all four games in the first round. Can't wait for them to get swept. It won't happen, because they still play in Colorado, so they still have that home ice advantage of being really high up in the atmosphere, but, like, no. I hope they lose. I hope they lose and everyone cries. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry to my Avs fan friends. I have a couple, and I hope you're not listening to this. I just hate your team so much. It's not you. It's us. It's not you. It's the Avalanche. Um... <laughs> I am rooting for Taylor Hall to make it out of the first round. Yes. And no matter what happens with the Devils after that, that's what I'm rooting for, is for him to make it out of the first round. Um, beyond that, I don't really... I can't root for anybody in the West. Like, fuck everybody in the West. Um, I'm rooting
1: for
0: honestly, I, No, because no, they still have Ribeiro on their team. No, they don't. What about a Ribiero? Ribeiro. Um, I think he got bought out. Did he? Oh, well, meh. he's in our conference. I can't, I can't. Not our conference, our division. I can't. Uh, not he, but they are.
1: Um, mm-hmm. no, but I'm But P.K. Subban could win the I do love K. Subban,
0: but I just don't, it, ugh. I don't know. I don't know. Hang on just a second. Now I'm looking up where Mike radio is. No. Oh, he's just an unrestricted free agent. Okay. My yeah, bad. yeah, he got bought out. Yeah. I'm sorry for uh, disparaging you Nashville, but still, I, I am having a really hard time this year, and maybe it's because we're not in it at all again. I'm just having a really hard time this year being happy for anybody in the Central, including P.K. Subban. Like, I want good things for that, dude. I want the Nashville Predators to fall off the face of the earth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, um, most of, most of my, most of my feelings at all, other than, most of my positive feelings are in the East, because they're not my conference, they're not my divisions, I, like, I have, I have happier feelings towards them, because they haven't. Uh, dashed the stars' hopes multiple times this season.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. So, I, think...
0: um, I am rooting for the New Jersey Devils and in Team Chaos style, rooting for Pittsburgh to do a three beat.
1: <laughs> I'm always Team Chaos.
0: Would be no living with the people who hate to Cindy and that delights me. <laughs> uh. I'll- so I also think it would be super hilarious if fucking Phil Kessel suddenly had three cups. <laughs> that I
1: don't would know be why good. I
0: like this. That would be hilarious. So uh yeah, that's where I'm that's where I am right now. I mean, I I always continue to want nice things for the Sharks because I like most of the Sharks and they're not in the central division, but I'm having a harder time this year over other, rather than last year wanting anything nice for Nashville. Sorry, it's just the thing.
1: yeah i'm not actually on board with the sharks anymore because they traded for evander kane i was just like "Mm, mm." but he's
0: injured right now he wasn't playing when i watched them this week
1: um he might be but he definitely has been mostly playing for them like if he he had got
0: it. it on the cup and shit yeah oh yeah ah fuck it all right no you're right you're right Never mind. Um, never mind that one. So yeah, we're just gonna stick with East. <laughs> <laughs> All of the Western Conference can just die in a fire. That's where my feelings are. What about you?
1: <laughs> um, I'm still cheering. I'm still cheering for Nashville to come out of the West. I think. I, I mean, I think they've done. So my thing is like, I definitely get more excited about teams that I think have done a really good job building a team and for his faults which are rampant uh David Poyle has done a really good job in building a team and i don't you know i don't necessarily agree with all of the decisions he's ever made such as signing mike riviero and ultimately only letting him go because he was a drag on the team um but i do I do want good things for PKC Van. I do think Nashville's super strong. I would love it if they swept the ABS, and only a little bit because I'm. Oh, in are they playing gender- ABS yeah.
0: first? Yeah. All right. Super all ass. of a sudden, I'm back on the Nashville train. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on who their matchup is. I will re- if it, if it's like if it's first round Colorado and then second round either uh, Vegas or the Ducks, then yeah, Nashville all the way, buddy. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, Their second round matchup is probably going to be the Jets. Oh, well, I don't really care. Um, But from the East, I am rooting for Tampa. And, and Steve Geiserman just did such a fucking good job at the trade deadline that I just, like, I'm still a little, like, swoony about it. And if I didn't already have a GM of the year candidate that I'm apparently not allowed to name, picked Steve Iserman. Why aren't you allowed to name him? Because you told me not to. Because he might GM the abs. Oh. Yeah. He did a really good job building his team. You,
0: you, Stop. <laughs>
1: Uh, But anyway, no, I want Tampa Bay. I want Tampa Bay so much. I want Steven Stamkos to win a cup. And I want Nikita Kucherov to do crazy Nikita Kucherov things. And I want Ryan McDonough to say fuck you to the New York Rangers. And I want Victor Hedman and his beautiful, tall, Swedishness.
0: See, I think I have a harder time divorcing my... I want all of that for the stars. And now that I know that the stars can't have it, I want nobody to have it feelings than you do. Like, I, maybe I'm just emotionally way more immature. It's probably what the case is.
1: <laughs> but,
0: like, if the stars can't have it, I want it to be melted down and made into spoons that the stars can eat their ice cream over the summer. And with, that's what I want to have happen. Like, I am so bitter. <laughs> like... I will salt my bitter lemon lemonade with my tears over not
1: making it into the playoffs. <laughs> I honestly, like, I i am so divorced from, I feel like, all hockey right now. Like, the only, the hockey I've watched recently is, as I know you have to do recaps for Defending McD, but I fortunately do not. And so, like, I watched the Clarkson Cup final, um, like, a period of that, because I only... Got catch some of it, and then I watched the N W H L final, and I'm like, "Woo, that's great hockey!" <laughs> I'm
0: like, yeah, "I'm happy for everybody been watching hockey at all." But you have such strong feelings about wanting Steven Stamkos to have a cup.
1: Well, not recently. I like I've liked Steven Stamkos for a many year, and I really like Steve Eiserman as a GM. Frankly, like I mean, this is very GM decision driven. Like that's that's why how I'm picking it, and. um but, I mean, also, I do think I would be really fun because New Jersey goes is if we're lucky, New Jersey will go up against the Bruins in the first round. I would love for that. New Jersey
0: over the Bruins.
1: Well, we don't know yet. Like that hasn't been determined. Well, I know. Like... I'm
0: just saying. I'm rooting for New Jersey over the. Wait, why would New Jersey be playing
1: the Bruins and not the? Like, why not Boston and Toronto? Um, well, it depends. Um, so if the if Boston wins the Atlantic division, uh, New Jersey who are in the second wild card slot, Oh, I the see. Bruins. I was
0: looking at Boston and Toronto saying seeing their seven game, seven points apart and not looking at Tampa Bay and Boston being only one point apart. Yeah. That was my problem.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I really want um I would rather the, the Devils play the Bruins versus the Tampa Bay because I obviously
0: the tiebreaker game still a potential or is that off the No, table or... it's
1: off the table.
0: That's too bad.
1: Yeah, I was really rooting hard for that. I that think every awesome.
0: hockey was rooting hard for that, like Except hard for Flyers
1: fans. <laughs>
0: yeah, fuck the Flyers fans. I don't know any good ones. No, that's a lie. I know one good one.
1: Yeah, Obviously. I know some good Flyers fans, but Can't Penguins play the sorry,
0: Flyers fans. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely undermining my own apology. Um, Again, it's not you. It's your team. I hate every team that is my team. I'm just kidding. I don't. Whatever. Now that I've insulted literally
1: everybody on this podcast,
0: let's <laughs> on to something else.
1: Sounds like a Sunday. Sounds like me. <laughs> I don't even have to be drunk to do this. I just have to open my mouth. Uh, well I was gonna say like I'm so divorced from hockey that like 90% of the reason that this podcast keeps going is because I just enjoy having like a scheduled one to one and a half hour chat with you every two weeks
0: (laughs) (laughs) I talk to you more than I talk to a lot of people and like we're talking about a lot of this anyway so. so it's nice to have hangout time Exactly. Just uh,
1: so, about...
0: oh, it's sorry. It's, I just started thinking about my new banner on Twitter. <laughs> She'll definitely end up insulting somebody. <laughs> and how?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. Oh, it's so good. That's so good. I feel really like I waste a lot of my best jokes in DMs with you and others. It's like, <laughs> it's like, no, I gotta save this for the podcast. <laughs> And yeah. I can't. I can't. I have to make it right then. I have to tell you right now.
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay.
1: Oh! are we ready for any news? We are. Sponsor. Sponsor. We've got a sponsor. 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 And it's not a Thai restaurant. <laughs> It's not the unofficial sponsor of the (laughs) podcast, Tam Tie. It's an actual sponsor who reached out to us. Well, I know this is the craziest fucking email that we've ever gotten. I'm like, what? Like, we get we get people who email us, but they're usually like, we would like you to answer this question about the Dallas Stars. And we saw this question, and Baron like DMs me at like work, and I'm like, what? And I had to actually, I had to actually put the Deep Heart hockey email on my phone because I didn't have it on my phone. <laughs> I was Like, uh, did you log in? For-? I was like, yeah, Carolyn did. It's
0: fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a sponsor today.
1: How crazy is that? Do you want to read their text or do you want me to text? I'll, I'll read the text and okay, so you can read the coupon. Do you need new hockey gear? Go Pro Stock! Our friends at ProStockHockey.com offer the largest online selection of real Pro Stock hockey equipment, including equipment from our very own Dallas Stars. Sticks, gloves, pants, and much more are available right now for a fraction of the retail cost. Shop ProStockHockey.com today and get three rolls of tape free with each stick purchase. ProStockHockey. If the pros don't use it, we don't sell it. Yay! That
0: was great. Uh, Our coupon code is DHH10 for 10% off, and it will expire on uh, April 17th. So if you have any end-of-the-season needs... Or maybe, you know, hold on to for beginning of next season needs. Mm-hmm. Visit our friends at ProStockHockey.com and give them a good reason for having <laughs> reached out to us to be our sponsor.
1: Please. <laughs> Please. We Please. Really it. This is a real business. And... This is a real business. I went and looked them up. Like, <laughs> I was like, when, when we got this email,
0: I was like, is this some, like, russian like chinese bullshit like reaching out to us no
1: it's a real place <laughs> it is a real business with real pro style equipment and like they want to give you 10% off and they if were you totally with us cussing all over the podcast <laughs> i definitely made sure that they were okay with us saying fuck so fuck yeah. fuck fuck please shop, at pro, fuck, fuck. <laughs> please
0: please shop at pro shops please shop at proshop.com <laughs> Uh Yeah, I was funny because he was like, can't be worse than anything we hear in the locker room. And I was like, actual locker room talk.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh. so for all of you who actually play the game, ProStockHockey.com, 10% off with DHH10.
0: Or they also just have t-shirts too. Like they're sending us some t-shirts and stuff. So like, it's not just hockey equipment, like for people who play, like they do have a lot of that, but they also have like, t-shirts and different shit like that. So,
1: Yeah, and if you want us, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to sell out, you want us to sell out for you, we will do that. Oh. You just have to give us stuff or money.
0: Because I'm we, I'm good either way. We're, yeah, I'm good with getting stuff or money. <laughs> <It's>
1: like, <laughs> we will sell out for you.
0: We will sell uh. out for you.
1: <laughs> so, do you want to talk about happy things? Sure, let's talk about happy things. Uh, I can you- go first. Yeah, you go first. Um, so as you may know, over the last like year or so, I've really actually become quite a big podcast listener. I, mean, I used to never be a podcast listener. And it, you know, I remember actually getting several questions from listeners being like, hey, what other podcasts should we listen to? And I'd be like, I don't listen to podcasts. Um, and from a hockey perspective, that's still pretty true. I only listen to a couple hockey podcasts very occasionally, depending on the topic. But my favorite podcast that I listen to is called The Greatest Generation. It is a Star Trek review podcast, and they are very much a tongue-in-cheek, in the same vein, we are, only probably worse um, podcast. I really
0: love... I feel like there's the subtitle of their, um, uh, of their podcast really kind of lets people know what they're like, because it's a star trek podcast but I'm a bit embarrassed to have a star trek podcast yeah. and the minute i saw
1: that i was like nah, all right I, I super love these dudes already this is hysterical yeah no so um i've been listening to that since maybe a year and a half now and not only have like i've been able like i actually use facebook to talk to the other people who like this podcast which is fucking weird as shit um and like oh. I've joined the like this podcast, like subgroup that is like the workout subgroup. And that's what keeps me motivated and keeps me working out um, because that's something I'm trying to do more of. Um, But they announced a live show in Austin, and I was like, fuck, I just moved (laughs) like a year ago. And I was like, you know what? No, fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going. So in a month, I'm going to be in Austin. And we're going to go see this live show. And marriage with me. And yeah, by we mean, I'm going to. Yay. And I'm so <laughs> fucking excited about it. And I'm so that's my happy yeah. I'm just excited to
0: see you again, but also to go to see a live pod. This is going to be my first live podcast recording. So I'm pretty
1: excited about that. That'll be fun. Same. Same. No, and I, and I mean, obviously, I'm really excited to see all of my friends. Like, I was texting one of my friends, Cesar, and, like, the minute I said I was thinking about coming, he's like, all right, well, you're going to stay with me, and, um, oh, we are going to be here this weekend? I've already bought you a concert ticket, and <laughs> five of our other friends are going to this concert, too. And so, like, my weekend is pretty much scheduled, and I'm pretty excited about it, because I really miss everybody in Austin, and... I'm ex- I'm so fucking I'm so fucking hyped to see the Star Trek podcast. Like I just basically became a Max Fun member, and so I got to listen to all the like bonus content. And they have a couple of their live shows up on that. And one of them was about um um um, um so the, they're they're going to be reviewing Wrath of Khan for the show yes. that we're going to see. Yes, which I'm so fucking stoked for. But the one I was just listening to was um, First Contact. Yeah, and that was so I fucking died. I fucking died it was so good that's awesome and that's my happy thing
0: that's good that's a good happy thing I didn't really think about this beforehand and you stole my happy thing
1: oh I'm sorry that's no okay. it could be a, it could be a bonus double happy thing
0: so, well, I mean yeah that is a happy thing I'm excited you're coming oh. we I mean I went to a, a birthday party yesterday and that was really fun I played a lot of, I played a lot of board games and ate some delicious food and stuff and that was great. That's my, that's it. That's my thing.
1: Friends are very happy things.
0: Uh, You know how much I dislike most people except for the people that I don't dislike and. (laughs) I should hope so. (laughs) And it's nice to hang out with them. So I don't know. I'm terrible. I'm I'm a terrible person. Don't listen to me.
1: <laughs> She'll just insult you. That's I'll just fine. insult you.
0: I mean, I will just insult you. It's true. Uh, I'm
1: happy that
0: uh, Jamie Ben got two hat tricks eh, this week and kind of shut up a lot of people who were talking about, you know, how much he sucked.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, that's my happy thing. Jamie Ben and you coming and the party yesterday. So there's three small things to make up for your one big thing.
1: Yeah, No, I mean, I feel like that's the better week, right? Like, as if you have a bunch of little things oh, okay. together. Yeah,
0: exactly. It was terrible. That's why it's hard, so hard to think about fun things. Like, I also
1: had a pretty rough week. It was week.
0: just, like, Wednesday came along, and I was like, how is it not Friday already? This is the worst. Oh, I guess! <laughs> My happy thing is that Lent ended, and I finally started playing video games again, and I feel like my life is now back under control, and it's mine. I mean, like, <laughs> video games for me are 1,000%, and I, I realized this during Lent because I would let them go for so long. Video games for me are, like, absolutely a coping mechanism. Like, if I am having a really rough day, I'm like, you know what? I will come home. I will, like pwn some ass at, like, Dragon Age or whatever, and not really think about how I fucked something else up, or, you know, like, it, mm-hmm. maybe that's unhealthy, <laughs> like, I don't really know, but like, it, it, like, it helps me get through the day, and, um, not having it for 46 days in Lent, I am less because I broke Lent early, uh, was kind of rough, so I'm happy to be back among the, um, world of gamers.
1: I mean, I don't think that's unhealthy. I think that's, like, way better that you, like, pwn some digital ass and, like, go beat somebody. (laughs) Like, Could you picture me actually physically trying to fight someone? (laughs) I can picture it, but I don't think it ends well for
0: you. (laughs) It probably ends with me sitting on top of somebody, like, honestly. (laughs) Okay, one thing, and then we'll start the reader questions. Uh, My uh, number three nephew um, is bigger physically than every other child in his age range and the way that he fights kids at the daycare to get the toys he wants is he sits on them he sits <laughs> on them and then he takes the toys away and i have to t- like he's been doing this since he was 2 years old he is now 3 years old and he is still doing it and I shouldn't find it delightful, but it makes me laugh every single fucking time, because it is so hilarious. And it's a good thing that I am not his parent, because I don't have to deal with this. <laughs> I'm to sit back here as his aunt and, like, laugh really hard about the fact that he just sits on kids that he has a conflict with. I'm like, I mean, he's not hitting them, so that's a positive, right? Like, <laughs> <coughs> My littlest nephew bites kids who are mean to him. So, I mean, like, I feel like sitting on them is at least better than that. <laughs> it's a step up. <laughs>
1: My, li- just
0: a... My littlest nephew gets bullied by his older brother a lot. So I think that it's like a coping mechanism. He's just started biting kids. But he doesn't go to daycare. So the only people he's biting is his family. <laughs> so, you know, fine. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Now, did I tell you about the time that, um, so in that family, there's a two, almost three-year-old, he turns three this week, three-year-old nephew and a one-and-a-half-year-old nephew, and the three-year-old nephew tried to clothesline the one-year-old. Oh, no. And so, like, he holds his arm out right at, right at his neck, right at the one-year-old's neck, and, like, so <laughs> the one-year-old sees it coming and bites down on his arm to keep from <laughs> falling. <laughs> So, like, he's just (laughs) holding on to the three-year-old's arm, like, with his teeth. And it was one of those things where my brother and my my, my sister-in-law were like, who do we get mad at in this instance? Like, what do we do? I honestly could not handle. It. I was like, I'm again so happy that I don't have to deal with this, and then it's not m- my job to reprimand anyone because the
1: father. toddler WWE really got real. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I know. Yeah my my family man. Like we raise them rough.
1: <coughs> rough.
0: <laughs> okay, let's get to reader questions now. Jeez, okay, stop wasting yeah. time, Carolyn. <laughs> yes, me. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you asked me to ask you this first one. So, Bob Spencer asks, Bob Spencer Minnesota fan asks, what do you think about the Stars chances of winning the cup this year? About the same as the Wilds. Oh, okay! <laughs>
1: You know the best thing about not making the playoffs? We don't have to play the fucking Jets, bitch!
0: (laughs) Oh my god, that's good. That's good. That was good, and we get a better draft pick. So, fuck you. (laughs) God, that was good. That was good, Carolyn. It's
1: not you, Bob. It's your team.
0: No, yeah, Bob, you're you're nice, dude. We 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 appreciate you as a person. It's not you. It's your team. Oh my god, we're out to like just piss off everyone today.
1: Oh yeah. We're going we're going full toddler WWE. Full toddler WWE. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) We're just gonna bite our brothers all the (sighs) five. Okay, I'm really I'm gonna ask you the next two because this one's not really a question, but I did want to throw it in there. Uh, so Tanner says, Be sure to mention that Plano's B. Coles twenty-five. I don't actually know his first name. Blake and Stephman and Stefan oh, Blake Nosen. Blake are are heading to the Stanley Cup playoffs for the first time. And also all DFWs, Seth Jones is heading back. So like score one for Dallas Fort Worth hockey there, right? Yeah, yeah, that's why Tanner likes to keep us apprised of the little local
0: texas hockey dudes um and, and women he's really and sorry, and when i said dudes i was kind of all-encompassing hockey players yeah no i know but i do want to shout out that he does a lot of really good
1: yes, updates on
0: absolutely which is awesome so um yeah yeah dfw zone blake coleman Stefan nosen and seth jones going to the playoffs uh for the uh new jersey Devils. Um Stefan Nifsen is with the also in the New
1: Jersey Devils. Yeah, yeah. Hey, cool. Um rescued from the Anaheim Ducks.
0: Yeah. Oh. oh Thanks. See, now I'm running for the,
1: the now I'm running for the Devils even more. All I need you to do is get out of the first round. Um it's been great asks. Uh first, thank you for answering my question on the last show and complimenting my username. Well, you deserved it. Yeah, and... it's still a great username. Yep. Yeah. Second, uh, on the Scoville scale, if Hitch returns next season, would it be feel like eating a jalapeno or a Carolina Reaper? Uh, Well, I'm going
0: to say it's not like eating a jalapeno because I love jalapenos. (laughs) 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 So uh, I'm not putting it there. Um,
1: where is the California Reaper? I'm, I'm looking up the Scoville Heat units. Car- Carolina Reaper? I don't know, but I think it's, like, above a Scotch Bonnet. Like, it's, like, one of those genetically engineered to be super fucking hot. Okay. I see. I don't see Carolina Reaper, but I see Scotch Bonnet.
0: Um, I am going to say that it is n- worse than a jalapeno. Worse than a serrano mm i'm gonna mm, i'm gonna put it up there above a scotch bonnet. yeah, no, let's do it. fuck it I feel like it's in the red zone it's in the dark orange <laughs> red zone yes it's it's right there around the standard u s grade peppers <laughs> like that's where I'm putting it I feel I like that, but i'm gonna be pissed about it regardless.
1: For me, I was reading this question, I was like, every pepper is good, but in certain contexts. So I feel like it'd be like finding a habanero and like a loaf of French bread.
0: I see. You know, I'd be really pissy about that. Because I don't want to die from eating. I see. You like hot food a little bit more than me. And I'm a
1: little. What? What? I mean, I was gonna say, well, I'm, I couldn't eat a, a scotch bonnet. Like, I'm just gonna, like, I like hot food, but I'm, like, slightly above white person in liking hot food. Yeah.
0: Me too. Like, me too. Yeah. Slightly above white person, and you're slightly above me, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I'm, mm, yeah, mm mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> There's just no, there's no context that could make uh, a habanero chili, well, no, I've not habanero mm-hmm.
1: Shit. See, I eat habanero salsa a lot, actually. I so.
0: know, I guess it's just like the concentration. So yeah, let's it's like finding a pepper in... it's like finding a habanero pepper in a loaf of French
1: bread. Yeah. Be like gross. You'd be like, this is fucking gross. Or but it's not the pepper's fault.
0: A scotch in a in a custard. Ugh. It's disgusting! Precisely. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, I at 13. No, this is a thing we're ignoring until we have to for our own safe sanity. Sorry. But what do y'all think about Tyler Seguin being able to start contract negotiations this summer? How likely do you think it is that we can keep him? How do y'all cope with the big fear of it all? A semi-related questions... Who do y'all think are the guys who you definitely won't see back? Who's in, da- who's in the danger zone? And if we somehow pick up Eric Carlson, who do we fight? Because Lord's know- Lord's in- ah! Lord knows we ain't got cap space for that.
1: That's a lot to unpack. That was really There's... hard to Sorry. Yeah, that was a lot to unpack.
0: That was a lot to unpack. Um, I don't think that we should pick up Eric Carlson, personally.
1: I mean, I don't see how it, w- it would not make us worse, but we don't have cap space for it. So, I mean, okay, I'm going to start from the beginning. Tyler Sagan, I feel really honestly, like, I don't, I feel like he's going to get locked up. Big, big name UFAs don't hit the market these days. They just don't. He's going to get locked up. And Jim Nill is going to pay him a fuck ton of money, probably the same amount of money as Jamie Benn, because they are fucking weird like that. And so that's just going to happen. That's going to happen. I see it happening very quickly, to be honest. Like, Tyler is so committed to Dallas. Dallas is very committed to Tyler. Like... I know we've been very disappointed with how things have gone for the last couple of years, but like, I don't think, I think they would promise him the world to get him locked up. Mm -hmm. So I'm Mm -hmm. not actually afraid of that. I'm not afraid of Tyler Sagan's contract negotiations.
0: Me neither. Uh, How do you think it's going to impact the rest of
1: the team though? I mean, it's definitely, so Tyler, so there are two things that make me also less afraid. Number one, um, we know Ben Bishop is supposed to be our starting goalie going forward. Number two. I'm losing and we're losing Kari Lennon's big contract, if, even if we're not losing Kari Lennon. Like, there is actually a non-zero chance that he comes back next season. But it wouldn't be for six fucking million dollars. So, no. we are already doing better cap-wise without that. And um, to answer your one of your other questions, a semi-related question, Jason, like, I mean, there has been very heavy hints that Jason spezza has gone this summer, whether it's a buyout mm-hmm. or whether it's a trade or what. Jason, and there's only one more year, I think, on his contract, which means that even if we extended Tyler Sagan this summer, Jason Spezza's contract, especially in the chances of an uh, instance of a trade, even if we ate salary on that, would be off the books by the time Tyler Sagan started his contract. Now, again, I'm pretty confident Tyler Sagan's going to get $9.5 million because that's the same amount that Jamie Ben has, and um, that is a little over $4 million, or sorry, a little under $4 million, um, more than he's currently making now. So between the 7.5 of Jason Spetza and the 6 million of Kari Lettinen, we can add, we still add people, afford that extra $4 million, and we will be fine. Now, we wouldn't be able to add Eric Carlson, I don't think. But the Tyler Sagan extension, especially, even if it is the amount that I'm predicting it to be, is not going to be, I don't think, an issue.
0: And I'm not saying that I wouldn't be happy to have Eric Carlson. It's just like if you... John Klingberg is our dude. And getting Eric Carlson in here doesn't really... Yeah, it'd be great. But I'm happy I'm happy. we with... have right now,
1: mostly. I mean, I think... I think there's there's always a good case for better is always better. Sure. <laughs> like having true. Carlson and but Klingberg like, is better, but I don't for, like. Really, I don't know how much you for that. Do. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how much better that would be. Yeah. Like, is that better enough to justify the cost? Right. But I think the I think there is also, and I think you and I both talked about this like back a year ago when we signed. Ben Bishop, and we signed Alexander Radulov. These are this year and next year are basically our best chances at winning a cup. Mm-hmm. And so there is definitely a case to be made. Go out and spend a fuck ton of money on Eric Carlson because we got one year to do this. I mean, I guess maybe. I think the, one of the more interesting ones to think about is uh, Antoine Roussel, and he has meant so much to Dallas and. But this is his big chance of making a... Making a splash. But he's also really disliked by other locker rooms. Like, he's just hated. Like, there is a great I, article on that by Sean Shapiro recently, talking to Antoine Roussel and, like, how much other guys hate him. Because they play against him and he's such an asshole on the ice. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so I really wonder if he would be even able to go somewhere else because he's such... He's pissed off the entire hockey league at this point. Except for Dallas, it's true. It's true. <laughs> so I wonder yeah. if he would just rather stay with Dallas and the people he knows like him or whatever. Like I feel like there's more, so much more at play in the Antoine Roussel situation than there is in the in money. Like there's so many guys who I'm like, yeah, that guy's gonna just go for the biggest bang for his buck, and I respect that. But like Antoine Roussel, I don't know if he would because there's a lot of factors there. Like he's definitely gone apeshit on some people. <laughs> that he might end up having to play with if he chooses to leave Dallas. I don't know. Renee asks, off-season moves and predictions? Who stays and who goes? Do y'all think Mira Heiskanen will make the team out of camp? Uh, I think it depends on whether or not Hitch is our coach, because he hates young kids. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean... Off season moves predictions. Do you have ideas? I just don't really like. Like you, we kind of already talked about it. Like we think Spetsa. Like Spetsa's probably
1: gone. I think the big thing they're going to be looking for this off season is somebody who can shore up the second line. Yeah, and provide scoring from the second line. Now, who that would be, I don't know. I haven't even looked at the, like the pending UFA list to be honest. But like a second line center that we can trust. Because like I love Roddick Foxa, and I mean you know I love Roddick Foxa. Everybody knows Everybody I love Roddick Foxa. Yeah.
0: Radic Fox that deserves to be lived.
1: Yeah, he's the best deployed as a third line center because he's so good defensively and so good at moving the puck out of the defensive zone and causing problems and getting some extra scoring from the third line while playing heavy defensive minutes. And that's not what a second line is for. Right. Um so I think they're really gonna be looking for somebody, um, maybe like Derek Brassard or somebody like that who can come in and shore up that second line uh, from a center position because Jason Spetz is obviously not going to be the guy to do it yeah. anymore. And Martin Hansel is obviously not going to be the guy to do it either. Where
0: so. is Derek Broussard now?
1: He's with the Penguins. He's playing their third line center position but only because they have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin.
0: Well, in that in that case, yes, he should be here on our second line.
1: Um... If we're yes,
0: going to plunder think- the uh, li- leftovers of the New York Rangers, I still would not mind getting the Hockey Hobbit.
1: Yeah, but he's and, and he would be a fantastic addition, but he's definitely a winger.
0: No, oh, yeah, I'm not trying to get him to be our second line center. I'm just saying I would yeah, still yeah. help on our power play.
1: Or like Max Pacioretty. Still not, like, it's not off the table that these two guys could be moved this summer. Yeah. So I'd be down with that. And we're going to get, like, a mid-round pick again. So
0: Unless who knows? Unless, unless Jesus smiles on us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even kept smiling on the fucking Edmonton Oilers. Why not the Dallas Stars?
1: Why not the Dallas Stars? Again, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Although we'll probably throw the pick away like we always do, so whatever.
1: Uh do I think Miro Kaiskinen will make the team out of camp? Very likely. Um I, I do think he yeah, does become the I, coach. I say that, but I think it depends on the coach. Well, I do also think that there's a, and somebody I think I think again it was Sean Shapiro who said this is this uh, it might also end up being kind of a Klingberg situation where he plays like ten games in the AHL and then gets called up and yeah, true. But he's so good that I don't think that there's going to be a... like like is good, but he's also not like high-skinned good. So like all right. of like there's th- he's not Klingberg good, right? Like. You, there There are guys you can't not play and Heiskanen is probably going to be one is looking like one of those well good I would love it
0: if he is one of those because
1: we spent a first round pick on him
0: <laughs> I would love him to not be a first round pick bust. <laughs> so Jen friend of the podcast Jen asks is Julie Chu and Caroline Oule the greatest oh is Julie Chu plus Caroline Oule the greatest love story ever
1: Greatest love story ever might be pushing it but i swear to god anytime they post anything on social media like the register of my voice goes into dog only hearing oh my gosh that little video
0: they posted about how the, like like sure. carolina lay and her like little accent is talking about how she loved her when she saw her i was just like
1: oh. yes it's <laughs> <laughs> so cute why are you I fucking, so
0: yeah they're I'm adorable so
1: fucking t- uh, adorable. I, I don't know who I think the it. greatest love
0: story ever is. I I don't I don't really have a an answer for that.
1: It would definitely probably be fictional. Let's oh yeah. No, <laughs> let's just be real. Come on, on, it's totally fictional. God, I smell so bad. You don't even know. I can
0: guess, and I you know that's cool. Keep it to yourself. Be cool, man. Be cool. We've only got a little bit of left
1: podcast so i know i know i've got so much cleaning to do though okay uh andrew la asks andrew la friend of the podcast uh cast the dallas stars as roles in jesus christ superstar pilot. who is Tuck. oh So I have to admit, I've never actually seen Jesus Christ Superstar.
0: Okay, so all you need to know about Jesus Christ Superstars is literally just the people in the Bible. So do you know the story of Jesus' death?
1: Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, I know there's Jesus
0: involved. Jesus is involved. Let's make Jamie Ben Jesus, because (laughs) how many people... We're so fucking down on him this season, talking about how he was does a that make,
1: Does that make Mike Kaika Judas? Uh,
0: yes. No, yeah, actually it does. Yes, it does make Mike Kaika Judas. I'm sorry, Judas.
1: Mike Kaika. I'm not But stuck. you said it, not me.
0: You did. You did. Uh, which means that, um, Tyler Sangin is probably John, um, the, um, uh, when he wrote the gospel john the um
1: mm-hmm. beloved of jesus <laughs> the original john the,
0: original <laughs> the john. first john because no, uh, john the baptist is a different john so john the baptist oh, okay came in, yeah um i mean there are many johns in the bible but i'm just saying like in the realm of like the gospels john the baptist was the first john okay yeah, since you don't know the Bible, it's not. I mean, since you don't know the story, it's not. It's exciting to keep going with this.
1: <laughs> I mean, you weren't wrong when I said I don't know the Bible either. Like, I just this is not a thing for me. Like,
0: <laughs> uh, no, I go to I. Yeah, i, I I've read it a few times. <laughs> <coughs> like literally, read the Bible cover to cover a few times.
1: No, I I respect that. I The the most Bible that I have read was in my Honors English 105 class when we had to read it for literary analysis.
0: Oh, that must have been interesting.
1: It was actually a pretty interesting yeah. take on the Bible.
0: That wasn't, I wasn't being sarcastic. That sounds like it would have been. No, no, yeah,
1: yeah, no, I know. I was, I was, I was yeah, I was confirming. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I in, re- in religious studies because i really like ta- looking at religious texts and like you know why people are religious and the like sociology and psychology behind religion and all that it's interesting so uh okay Anne elliot asks um, you'll probably have more fun with this one i was chatting with a friend about which jane austen character jamie ben would be which made me wonder what y'all think so consider the dallas stars who is who in the austen world i see hitch as mr wodehouse emma's father sort of huggable but also the worst <laughs> <laughs> i i i mean i could agree with that sort of i could also see him being uh the bertram's father from mansfield park but that was like literally just the worst not actually huggable <laughs> like takes in poor orphan fanny price but is also the worst
1: i have to confess that i am not particularly well read i've read uh... i
0: will do the heavy lifting on this one too so tyler sagan is no well so emma i mean woodhouse. i've read
1: i've read pride and prejudice i've read pride and prejudice and i've read sense and sensibility and i've seen clueless obviously um yeah. share who i'm sorry
0: i'm clueless tyler sagan is share tyler sagan is emma woodhouse yes.
1: woodhouse you got you got scaped. So that's why I was.
0: Tyler that. Sagan is Emma Woodhouse. I
1: know. I I got it now. Okay. No totes. Totally. Totally. Uh, that fits really well. <laughs> um,
0: I have never read Persuasion, so I can't go there. Um, haven't read Northanger Abbey either. But I believe that I would cast. Oh my god.
1: I'm trying to figure out who the Bennett sisters would be. Like, okay. that's the most interesting feel, one to me. I feel
0: like, I feel like Klingberg is a, one of the Bennett sisters. I think he's the oldest one, though. Jane.
1: I think he's Jane. I think you're right.
0: Um, I think that Radulov is the one that runs off and gets Lydia. He's Lydia. He gets Lydia. Off.
1: Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> correct. Impulsive. Also correct. <laughs> um, oh, um, Devin Shore is Mary. Yes!
0: Oh my God, that's perfect. Uh, who do we think Lizzie Bennett is, though?
1: That's too difficult. I don't know I if think... a hockey player can be Elizabeth Bennett. I don't Whoa. think so. Either. Maybe, maybe there is a hockey player who could be Elizabeth Bennett, but it's not on the Dallas Stars. No. Oh. Maybe it's Eric Carlson. Oh, maybe it is. See? Maybe we're just waiting. We're waiting for our Elizabeth Bennett. I think we are. I want
0: to make... Who is Jamie Benn? I feel like he's Marianne Dashwood. And who's she from? I don't know that one. She's from and Sensibility. She's the one that's marrying Colonel Brandon at the end, and she's the one that has all Flights of fancy and runs off into the, like... Into the moors because she's in love with a student ends up getting a very
1: terrible cold and blah 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 all this stuff. Anyway, I think yes, 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 yes. Marianne. I forgot her name, but I remember the story.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is Marianne Dashwood. Do we have a William Collins?
1: <laughs> I so want us to have a Collins. You know who he is, right? Oh, no, who is he? He should not be named. <laughs> <laughs> nice to-
0: the one we're not allowed to talk about on our podcast anymore. That. One.
1: The one we're not allowed to talk about on our podcast anymore. <laughs> That's perfect. I love it. Let's end it there. Let's end it there. We're not going to do better than that.
0: And scene.
1: <laughs> that was probably my favorite question we've ever had. I'm not going to lie. That was a good one. We do a lot of the, like, stars ins, and that one is perfect. It's such a nerdy, excellent question. Uh, anyway, my name is Carolyn. You can find me on Twitter at Classlicity. Uh, my name is Marin. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish, And you can find our official Twitter at Deepard hockey And you can email us if you have a longer question or comment at hockey at gmail.com. You can also find our official blog at com. And that's all we have for you
0: today. Go buy something from ProStockHockey.com.
1: Get 10% off.
0: Bye. Stage one zero. Bye.